back. We are. And we're on schedule. Earlier than schedule. We still have a week to be on schedule. Oh, do we? Yeah. Oh my God. It's been like three weeks since the last one. And we set a monthly schedule. And we did it. <laughs> we actually did it. Holy shit. <laughs> and people are probably sick and tired of us talking about it. Probably. So we won't talk about it anymore. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else to talk about. <laughs> three weeks is not enough to get an episode together. <laughs> no. No, well, we're back. We made it. Crank's back. Crank's back for episode 13. Nice. That's a lucky episode. Super lucky episode number. Yes. Yeah. Nothing will go wrong here today. And I also noticed, even though we had the extended break, um, our numbers for the last episode. Still, still good. good. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. We got more than like three listens. So, sorted. People remember we exist. They do. No matter how long we take. <laughs> we have a legitimate fan base. We do. There's like... Around 100 people out there that dig our shit. I'm on too much of an angle. Let me look at your pretty face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think I have a pretty face? <laughs> right, well. <laughs> We're off to an awkward start. We are. <laughs> Bit of sexual tension. Ah, there's never tension. <laughs> it wouldn't be an episode of Crank without some sexual tension. But yes. Crank on Planet Airwaves yes, and all of that. Voice of God and Patter. The man only known. The man only known as Patter. Well, that, that's your full name. I'll one day remember that. You better. It's been 13 <laughs> episodes. And if you want to listen to Crank, you can check us out on Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Blueberry, and Amazon Music. I don't know why I extended that, but music. Music. And if... We wanted to thank someone for for being here. Who would we thank? Pato or the man only known as Pato? <laughs> well, I think we'd have to thank Launchpad DM because without them, we couldn't do... Well, we could do this, but we'd be stuck on YouTube and we all know how I feel about that. So, yeah, <laughs> thank you, Launchpad DM by Podcast One for being just utter fucking legends and hosting shit for free. Yeah, which hopefully turns into us... I think I say this every single time, but hopefully this leads to us getting paid. One day. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Hit us up on our Patreon. No. <laughs> we don't I'm, have I'm one feeling yet. like maybe we should set up a Patreon. Soon. Soon. Once we get to a few more listens. Consistent listens. Yeah. There's 40 of you out there that are like a little bit flaky. <laughs> we don't know how much money you guys got. I mean, like, you're musicians just like us. It's okay. We know everybody's broke. <laughs> because there's so much work out there right now. <laughs> Um, if you want to check out our socials, hit us up on the gram at Planet Airwaves Podcast and on the Faceballs, Planet Airwaves. That's all it is. Faceballs? <laughs> Faceballs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there's also a site with a ludicrously long name, which oh, yeah. is planetairwaves.wixsite.com forward slash planet airwaves and if we set up a patreon page and people start giving us money we can pay for the domain site we can and shorten that name can just be planetairwaves.com that are you i think it'll just be com i think i think most places are just com now yeah we're, we're starting to drop the the country of origin domain you know your stuff computers <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, after that clusterfuck, what are we covering today? Have we ever done a good intro? No, we have not. <laughs> All right. On today's tracking sheet, we will be looking at, we're finally getting to Christianity in rock and metal. Finally. It's been too long. We've been teasing it for like six months. <laughs> we're finally doing it. It, it. it took some sensitivity, so we had to work out how to go around that. <laughs> yeah. We did Nazism. Now we're doing Christianity. And we expect that nobody's going to draw any comparisons between the two. And now that I'm, now now that we're here doing this, I'm suddenly thinking maybe that wasn't the best idea. Well, look, it's better to have them. Okay, the episodes are sequential, but at least it's not in the same episode like we originally were going to do. Yeah, true. That would have been a ten minute disclaimer. Yeah, <laughs> just beforehand. But no, we don't think Christians and Nazis. It's just the way that the dice landed. Yeah, that's just the first two yeah. social concepts that popped into our head that could be related to music. Yeah. God, this is sticky. Uh, <laughs> we also are reviewing the new album from... <clears throat> I don't know, some band. Yeah, some band nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> no. Metal long-time mainstays except... Accept, not accept. Good cover band name. Accept. Yeah. Accept. Yeah. And their album is called Too Mean to Die, which I didn't write down. Yes, good point. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's also going to be the usual Crank News Bulletin, What's Cranking, Crank Live, Streams, and the Crank Personal Playlist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's get into the Crank News Bulletin. All right. The nominees for the 2021 runoff, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, have been released with Iron Maiden as the headline nominee. Guess who's not going to get voted in? Yeah, because Bruce Dickinson keeps crapping on the whole thing. Ah, good. He's got a point. He does. I mean, we did three episodes crapping on it. I think we did, yeah. Other nominees include Foo Fighters. Yeah, okay. Yep. Carol King. Yep. Yep. New York Dolls. Yep. Yep. Rage Against the Machine, yep. Yeah. Todd Rundgren. Again. Rundgren. Rundgren, he was there last year. He didn't get in last year, did he? He didn't. Oh, obviously he didn't. <laughs> He's nominated this year. <laughs> and then nominees that make n- no sense for an institution known as the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame include Mary J. Blige, Jay-Z, LL Cool J, Tina Turner, and Dion. Dion? Dion Warwick. It- We've covered it all before. Yeah, just change the damn <laughs> just name. Just change the name. We'll be fine with it. The public vote is now open at rockhall.com, but considering they completely ignore it and therefore render the popular vote completely pointless, <laughs> there's no reason for anybody to do it. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to put our votes in this year. It's not a waste of time. Yeah, like, it's pointless. It is. They, they don't listen to them whatsoever. They literally go, what do you guys want? And then they ignore it completely. <laughs> Iron Maiden could get 100% of the votes and still not get in. Yeah. It's crazy. Anyway, check out like episode, what, three, four, and five for our views on yeah. this. And every time it comes into the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Ah, just saw what this one is about. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> I was way too happy with that moving on. Um, unfortunately, moving on, producer and engineer Elliot Mazer, who helped create such albums such as Neil Young's Harvest, amongst others, 
has unfortunately passed away at the age of 79. But he had a good innings, 79. 79 is a good innings. Yeah. Um, especially for, you know, the names that generally get read off on this list. Yeah. So, good job. And brought us some seriously cool music. Yeah, definitely. What were like Bob Dylan and yeah. Linda Rodstad and stuff? Yeah. Big name. Okay. Um, here's an interesting one. A shipment of counterfeit guitars from China has been intercepted at the Dulls or Dooley's International Airport. I really hope it's Dooley's International Airport. <laughs> Among the collection were fakes of famous musicians' instruments supposedly played by the guitarists, such as Jimmy Page, Slash, and Ace Freely, complete with forged signatures. Wow. U.S. Customs estimated that if the collection had been real, they could have retailed for as much as $158,000. And I also read that the Ace Freely, that the Ace Freely yep. air quotes on a podcast, <laughs> that guitar was, they were trying to retail it for $9,000. Mm. And it was fake. Jesus. So good, good on you, U.S. Customs. <laughs> good job. <laughs> Oh man, and the slash Gibson was one hundred and fifty-eight thousand dollars. That was just the price. Yeah. <laughs> of the, that wasn't collective. That was just the price of Slash's Gibson. I imagine all these guitars will be auctioned off later with a total price of two hundred bucks, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and when you get them in the car, by the time you get them home, they will have fallen apart. Yeah. <laughs> um, Adam Darsky, most famously known as Nurgle. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounced it. I've always struggled with Nurgle. I'm, I've just always called him Nurgle. Yeah, that's, we'll go with that. Yeah. Um, everyone knows him as Nurgle or a similar sounding name. <laughs> of the extremely extreme metal group Behemoth <laughs> <laughs> has been charged with blasphemy. What a bullshit charge. Uh, <laughs> in Poland after a video shoot for his latest project, Me and That Man only known as Pato, in which he is seen <laughs> stepping on artwork of the Virgin Mary. Oh, no. Yeah, the, that's really going to oh, put a dent in organised religion standing in society. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> oh, the humanity. <laughs> uh, previously, Nurgle had faced blasphemy charges for tearing up a Bible on stage and wearing a controversial t-shirt that incorporated the Polish national emblem. If convicted, Nurgle faces a fine and will be subjected to restricted freedoms for up to two years. So he's going to be put on quarantine lockdown. Yeah, and he won't be allowed to step on a picture of the Virgin Mary. Like, poor Nurgle. <laughs> he has, of course, pleaded not guilty to the charges. As you would. As you would, because that's bullshit and the charges shouldn't exist. Like, Grow the fuck up. I mean, okay, like, set fire to churches. Like, uh, like last episode, I think it was. That guy was setting fire to churches. Yeah. Okay, you can go to prison. Yeah, that's... You can't do that. But, like, stepping on a picture of Virgin Mary, come on. He didn't dig up the skeleton of the Virgin Mary and stamp on it. Where is that skeleton? I don't know. <laughs> Pretty sure it never existed. <laughs> Easy there. <laughs> okay, and... And lastly, we have to stop laughing. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Marilyn Manson has been accused of grooming, abuse, and harassment, both physical and psychological, of multiple former partners. Manson has since been dropped by his management and distribution label, and Manson has denied all the accusations, but when you have 
it's like five or six different people making the accusations and then people who have worked with him backing up the claim saying they saw this stuff like he doesn't have a leg to stand on no so and we're very very we're very disappointed yeah bye bye Brian yeah fuck off Brian Warner yeah so that's all we say on the matter piece of shit fuck off well his, his career's done yeah like good even if he's not taken to court and found guilty and all that kind of stuff he's finished yeah no no one will pick up on him after this no no fuck him um don't be a piece of shit it's simple yeah just be like Nurgle yeah <laughs> like if you're gonna do anything controversial just step on a picture of someone step on a picture of someone to get charged for blasphemy talking about Christianity this episode don't get wrapped up in it <laughs> <laughs> okay that's the crank news bulletin moving on now to what's cranking to what's cranking and what have we got we have a new one from... I say this a lot, but this just rolls off the tongue so well. Metalcore mainstays, architects, love me some architects, have dropped Meteor, which is the fourth single from their upcoming album, For Those That Wish To Exist, coming February 26th through Epitaph Records. I've never heard, like I've heard the name. They're pretty cool. I'm fucking hooked on their last album. Yeah. Last album, I think amazing yeah um checked out this one i don't know it might take a couple of listens okay there's something there but it didn't grab me like doomsday did might be trying out a different they have they are slightly architects do this which is really cool of them um they sort of change their sound a little bit they don't just keep recreating the same thing over and over again and not like except <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> That's a um, subtle preview of our review coming up. Yeah. <clears throat> Not completely showing our hand, but, you know, showing a card or two. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, they're definitely a band where you can like one or two albums, but not others. Yeah. So, I'll wait and see. I'll reserve judgment, but I'm liking... I'm not loving, but liking. Okay. So, there could be something there if I listen to it a few more times. Yeah. Might just take a few listens. Who else? We've got Lamb of God. They have released one of two new songs, Ghost Shaped People. Uh, yeah, one of two new bonus tracks from their reissue of last year's self-titled album, which is due March 26th through Epic Records. It is, and we reviewed that album a couple of episodes ago. And it wasn't bad. It, I liked it. Didn't love it. I didn't like it as much as you did. I didn't hate it. Yeah, which I didn't expect you to like it because it's not your scene. Yeah. But, you know... You know. You know. You know. You they're, know, you know, you know. They're, they're good at what they do. They are. Um, yeah. Also, Greta Van Fleet have released Heat Above, which is the third single from their new album, The Battle at Gardens Gate, due April 16th through Lava Records and Republic Records. I only just discovered this today. I haven't listened to it yet, but they, the last single they released from this album is was Age of the Machine. Or Age of Machine. Okay. And it was so good. Really? Yeah, I really liked it. Fuck yeah. I'll check it out. And they're slowly moving away from the Zeppelin thing, but people Excellent. are still like, it's Zeppelin. Oh, of course they are. They could have released one song that sounded like Zeppelin, and that would have been them for the rest of their yeah. career. So, but I'll check it out, because I really like them, but I do want to see them grow and mature into something else. Me too. <clears throat> and lastly, Torben Ulrich, who you may know... Uh, as the father of the world's 
most technical, brilliant drummer, Lars, <laughs> has, with his son Lars, released the album Oakland Moments, Cello Voice Reuniting Rejoicing. It was released February 5th through the Obscure Terrible Bandcamp page. And I just chucked that in there because it's already out. Yeah, sweet. But I thought, like, the guy's 92 years old and he's still making albums. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Could they not pick one name, though? Yeah, it's a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they, they went with their top five names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll check that out because that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And that's our slightly extended intro. <laughs> yeah, we set the timer and we didn't meet the timer. No. We never do. We're very, very, like, undisciplined when it comes to the timer. Yep. That's pretty much it. <laughs> and then for the rest of the show, we go, we really got to meet the timer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, we're over time. When did this happen? <laughs> anyway, we will be back for our discussion. Talking on crank. That's the one. You're going to use the names. <laughs> I didn't, didn't come up with those names for nothing. <laughs> We are out. No, we're no, not. Apparently, we're not. And we're out. And we are back. We are back for our discussion thingy. Talking on crank. <laughs> Did not spend hours upon hours, weeks upon weeks, months months upon months coming up with those titles just for you to ignore them. I forgot what sunlight looked like. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what are we talking about on crank today? We're talking about thank you for using it. That's all I ask. <laughs> We're talking about Christianity in rock and metal and why it's not such a big deal at all. Yeah. This is how we do differentiate between the Nazism stuff. We said the Nazism was bad and shouldn't yeah. be in there. The Christianity, however, we're it's, okay with it. It's slightly ironic. But it's okay if you wish to do that. Yeah, if you want to sing I'm about fine with it. Like, you want to play a guitar riff and go like, God is great and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't sing Hitler is great. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our TED Talk. <laughs> anyway, um, I thought I'd start off. I've made a little clip of a couple of different pastors. Um, there's some spaghetti and some ravioli. <laughs> I'm a penne eater, so... Penne, right, okay. Penne it doesn't feel anything about Christianity in metal. Yeah, it's hollow about the whole subject. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, a couple of different pastors now. These guys are definitely not a reflection of the entirety of Christianity because they are just three dudes. But they are exceptionally right wing, conservative Christian pastors, and uh, that means they don't like having any fun. Exactly. So therefore, they don't like. Christians in rock and metal. Exactly. Because that's the devil's music. <laughs> but I thought I'd take a couple of views from like the extreme, it's horrible, it's not, and it's totally okay, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So we'll start off with this clip. It's about five minutes. 
buckle up. <laughs> if, I, if I said this name, Jesus Lucifer, you'd say, that's not right. Jesus is not Lucifer. Lucifer's not Jesus. That's exactly right. So when I say the word Christian rock, you see, years ago, when rock and roll first came out, you wouldn't have got away with saying something like that. But today, it's so commonplace that if you say that those two... I mean, you're, you're a freak. You're a kook. You're one of those right-wing legalist extremists that believe in the King James Bible and you don't want us to have any fun in church. That's, what kind of, that's what, how they're going to peg us. And I guarantee cold? you, you start passing this video around. When I get it, you start passing this video around to people that you know that are Christians and they'll be coming out of the woodwork saying, oh, we don't want anything to do with that. There's nothing wrong with that. You just, so I'm saying to you tonight that if the root is wrong... And if, it has a, if, if the root is born out of hell, should we be using it in our church? Should we be using it in our church tonight? That's what I'm going to focus on tonight, is where rock and roll got it started. So according to a rock and roll man himself, rock and roll is what? It's voodoo. It has the same effect, doesn't it? Rooted in a vigorous tradition of celebrating nature, which is another term for the flesh, he gets and spirits... That is far okay. removed from the sober patriarchal values espoused by the self-appointed guardians of Western culture. What he's saying by this is, is that rock and roll and the basis and the idea of rock and roll is foreign to the Western Christian Bible-based culture that this country had for years. So you know what almost single-handedly has turned our nation into a pagan society is rock and roll music. Of course. Would you agree with that? Yes. Would you agree <laughs> that wrong with the it. Beatles had such a dramatic influence upon this nation and Elvis Presley and all those guys that they almost quintessentially are the change agents of turning this nation from a Christian society to a pagan one? And that's why we love them. I guarantee you, if you were to be honest, you can chase it right down to the music that we've incorporated into our society. That's what he's saying there. The, of, of rock and roll. The term itself was coined by Alan Freed, a Cleveland disc jockey. Took it from the song, My Baby Rocks Me with a Steady Roll. And I will say this as decent as I can. Rock and roll basically is a slang term for what happens between a man and a woman. Okay? It is a filthy term. An absolute filthy <laughs> term. It always was. Okay? Um, Several songs that came out in, in black America before this time used that phrase, rock and roll, in them. Now, I want to tell you what. It starts to make my blood boil when I think about this. When you say this is Christian rock, you're blaspheming. Christian rock and roll. There is, and, when, and when these guys say that God rocks, that makes me mad. It makes me want to hit somebody. I know that's not Christian. Amen. But I want to tell you what, you cannot, listen, the, the music came, from, came out of hell and the term came out of hell. And yeah. so you know what, it wasn't being accepted in churches, so that's why they changed it to contemporary Christian music. Okay, but now they don't even have to use that term, they just call it Christian rock. Because the church has been so desensitized to this whole idea that we don't care anymore. But I'm taking you back to the roots and I'm telling you that you can't do that. You can't, don't tell me that you think God rocks. Okay? Because I'll, I'll think you're a heretic. Deal with the root. So when you think of Christian rock, please trace it to its root. You'll find it's not the Holy Spirit. It's worldly, demonic, 
rock musicians and the Christians try to imitate them with wearing vests and black dress and black strummy guitars and all that. And you watch these <laughs> black Christians. Strummy guitars. They don't overcome sin in their life. They don't have time for the Bible. They spend hours practicing their black uh, guitars. guitars and <laughs> listening to uh, these worldly rock musicians and trying to imitate that in their own life. No. All I'm saying is not, it's not godly. I cannot imagine Jesus when he was 15 years old uh, listening to that type of thing, even if he, such things were there in his day. He looked and like a really long-head hippie, sir. Yeah. <laughs> this is not the way to reach the world, I'll tell you that. People ask me, what do you think of Christian rock? I say, Christian rock, that's like asking me what I think of Christian adultery. Christian adultery, what's that? Adultery between two Christians? Christian murder. What's Christian murder? What is Christian stealing? Went on for centuries. Christian, rock music? <laughs> Christian murder? There is no such thing. I've had parents explain to me, well, I let my teenager listen to rock music because that's all he'll listen to. Let me tell you, so the lyrics to real rock music is nothing more than satanic cyanide. Get it out of your house, throw it out and burn it. It has no place in the house of the righteous. Oh. So those are the views of some pretty right-wing Christian pastors. Now, firstly, Satanic Cyanide is a fucking sick band. <laughs> <It's>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, secondly, don't tell me that Jesus wasn't a fucking metalhead. He looks like a metalhead. Long hair, rebellious... A little bit anti-establishment. Yeah. <laughs> He's definitely, at the very least, a punk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at the very least. <clears throat> but, yeah, and the first guy I cut out, he compares it to voodoo, and then he sort of tries to blame black people for... He would have actually fit in really well with last week's episode. Okay. Um, But I cut... It, that was the one that went... I cut through, like, an hour and a half of his sermon. Oh, wow. To find that it got pretty dark. Um... But I figured they were pretty good examples of, like, the far right. Yeah. You know, air quotes on a podcast. We're going to make that a t-shirt or some shit. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I figured those are some pretty good examples of some, like, what people who don't like it think. Um, that first, that first clip, he stated that rock music, like, he said something about the, the first rock and rollers didn't, they weren't Christian. Yep. Pretty sure Elvis Presley was a good little Christian boy. Pretty sure he was. Yeah. Yeah. And little Richard was... Yeah. He converted completely. Yep. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> there's that. And then, as I said during the clip, we have heard of Christian murder. Yeah. For centuries upon centuries. There was a big one called the Crusades. Spanish Inquisition. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, um, <laughs> yeah, it's um, and those black strummy guitars. Oh, you gotta watch out for them. Gotta watch out for them. <laughs> um, so obviously none of those views align with what we think. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought they were a good example of what some think. Oh, but when they said like it's you know basically saying it's the the decline of all civilization and it's driving us to paganism. Well, yeah. But that's what it. That's that's why it's great. It's why we love it. Yeah, There's nothing wrong with paganism. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, 
you gotta celebrate Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I would, but I'm broke most of the time, so that kind of puts a damper on Christmas. <laughs> and after that, I guess we can sort of look back at talking about those first rockers. We can look back at the history of Christian rock. Yeah, um, just one last thing. Mm. They're talking about how how can Christians play rock music when it's all Satanism and all of that. Did they not read the lyrics of the Christian bands? I don't think so. Because they're not talking about idolizing Satan and hedonism and all of that. Yeah. They're preaching about God. They're just putting it to music. That's it. There was another one that I found that I should have put in there, but he was talking about how... And also the first guy spoke about it as well. If you put melody and rhythm together... That's voodoo. Oh, okay. Satan's work. No, so, obviously. How did I miss that? Yeah. Um, so, obviously, the second that you make it rock, it's Satanistic. He didn't, I don't know. It's against God. So, Christian rock at its purest form can't exist because you have rhythm and melody. Oh, that's the satanic... What was it? Cyanide? Yeah, that's satanic cyanide. <laughs> <laughs> But along those lines, gospel music is rhythmic and melodic. Yeah, I was about to bring up the big church choirs. Yeah. Pretty sure they have rhythm and melody. Obviously, they don't. (laughs) (laughs) And these pastors, well, they obviously know their music with their black strummy guitars. Oh, I love it. (laughs) But, you know, it's, it's funny. Like, we'll transition into the history of it all it's funny that we were saying that jesus looked like a hippie yep because it started out as an offshoot of 1960s counterculture yeah when a bunch of hippies decided to be christian hippies yep or what they referred to as jesus people because they're an inventive bunch yep (laughs) developing a genre of music that's known as jesus music (laughs) there we go it kind of reminds me of uh rick and morty (laughs) one uh ah yes when he's Jerry's driving in the car and he says, and now here's people, people music. music. <laughs> <laughs> people music. I like it. <laughs> Along those lines of them being real inventive, I did notice that Christian metal is quite often called white metal. Yeah, I've got that written down as well. And when I was reading that, I'm like, ah, uh, this is a bit... Yeah. I don't like this. <laughs> now, yeah, the first thing I thought when I saw that is like, Okay, a bit racially charged. Yeah, like the the white stuff is good and the, <laughs> the black, black stuff is bad. bad. They're kind of showing your true colours there. Yeah. Now, I'm sure they didn't mean it like that, but it's cute. <laughs> like, I'm sure all those Christian bands, we're not saying they're racist. No. We're not. We're not Nazis either. Oh, this is going to get sticky. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, moving on. Uh, you got Larry Norman, first Christian rock musician. Yeah. Making his Jesus music. <laughs> That's the... Like, it's either Jesus music or white. I'm going to stick with Jesus music. Yeah, let's just stick with Jesus music. <laughs> but I thoroughly love the song title, Why Should the Devil Have All the Good Music? <laughs> and that's, t- like, that's basically Christian rock and metal in a nutshell. Yeah. Why should the devil have all the fun? Yeah. Yeah, why not? We also have uh, Jerusalem, 
obviously a Christian metal band, a Christian rock band, with yep. a name like Jerusalem, uh, was the first band to have mainstream success. And it wasn't until nine years later. Yeah. So it took nine years for him to break into the mainstream. Yeah. Um, and that was with Jerusalem Volume 1. Sold quite a few copies. 20,000 in six months. Yeah, there was obviously... Obviously, the average music listener on the street doesn't really care. No. If you're singing about Satan or God. Jesus, take the wheel. For yeah. sure, it did pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get to the 1980s, and then there's this big... Uh, the whole Jesus music uh, genre just went bang. Yeah. And now we've got the what I call the big four of Christ in <laughs> Messiah Prophet, Leviticus... Saint and Striper. Heard Striper. I've heard Striper as well. Not my thing, but not because they're... Yeah, no. It's just... It's so 80s. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's like, if anyone was like, what did 80s music sound like? Go listen to Striper. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and they've just sort of moved, like, of course, snowballed from there. Yeah. As it it was always going to. Led to a counter-movement to the black metal genre called white metal, which sounds horribly racist. Yeah, that's exactly what I wrote down. <laughs> it really does. Um, with a doom metal group called Trouble. And I want to listen to them. I want to hear doom metal, but they're singing about how great God is. It's amazing. I really need to hear this. Yeah. I need to check out Trouble. I just love that their name is Trouble, too. It sounds so innocent. I know. <laughs> it's like, it's so good. It's like, oh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Striper became the first band to go platinum with their 1986 album "To Hell with the Devil," which I is, think is so poetic because, like, yep. think about like "Rain in Blood" and all of that came out in '86. Yep, and it was Striper. Yeah, <laughs> there's like opposite sides of the coin. It's so good. Yeah, so good. Ironically, um, Tom Araya, Christian. Yeah, he is, isn't he? A bit of a... Yeah, very heavily Christian. Yeah, a bit of a conservative as well. He yeah, likes his guns. he does. Loves his guns. Yeah. Um, or is it... I can't remember. I feel like there's like two sides of it. So like either Kerry really likes his guns and Tom's really like... Uh, um, what's the opposite of fucking conservative? Liberal? Liberal about yeah. it. Um, or the other way around. I know that they're... Because I saw two of them getting interviewed and it was hilarious. Yeah, I'm pretty sure... It wouldn't surprise me if Tom's the conservative because he. I saw the video of him on stage saying like, as an American, you have a right to defend your home and they're trying to take our guns. I'm like, come yeah, on, right. Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not talking about guns. No, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> yeah. Next episode, guns in metal. No. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, you've got from there it becoming very... Like he, the, one of the pastors said, it became very popular in churches. Yeah, Christian yeah. Christian rock. I, a band that I used to be in, started out as a Christian band performing in church. Which is amazing coming from you. I know. I got them out of that pretty quick. Yeah. They asked me to perform, like fill in to play bass in the church. It got hot in there. Um, <laughs> holy water started to bubble. It was a whole thing. <laughs> but no, we the, they the original band before I I came in and we started moving away from it pretty rapidly. Um, before we became a metalcore band, used to 
play at the church that was all centered around rock music. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, Hillsong Church of the Rock. I'm pretty sure it's called. There is quite a lot of big, a lot of those mega churches are rock based. Yeah. Um, churches, and they oh. seem like the. I'm going to run my mouth a little bit. It seems that the more they realised <laughs> there was money in this, mm-hmm. the more they were willing to get behind it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. Yep. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> But there was also the... It was a place that was called Sanctuary. Yes. Um, like the re- Rock and Roll Refuge or something like that. Yep. And I've got uh, like P.O.D. Who went mainstream. Yeah. In early 2000s. They started out there. Yep. And before they were P.O.D., they were a Slayer cover band. Well, there you go. <laughs> it just seems like the people who were in the bands, they don't care about... Like, is it Satan's music? Is it God's music? They're just musicians. They just like the music. Yeah, and they just happen... Like, a lot of these bands, like... Uh, is it As I Lay Dying? They're yes, a Christian band, but they, they don't always sing about God. They rarely sing about God. They're just a band of Christians. Yeah. That sing metal. Um, which I noticed quite a lot of them are. Under Oath are similar. Um band that I've listened to for a long time The Showdown pretty yeah. cool southern band they don't purely sing about God mm. um, a lot of them are just practicing Christians that formed a band mm. so it's not all worship music yeah. it's just people that play metal that worship on Sundays and uh, like P.O.D. in particular I like them P.O.D. Um, cool yeah they've With got that possibly one the second best name after Satanic Cyanide, <laughs> Pable on Death. Yeah. It's pretty fucking sick. That is a good name. I love um, it. Their song, Alive. Yep. It's not a song about God. It's no. not a song about religion or anything, but it's such, it's got such a positive message behind it, which yeah. is something I do like about yep. uh, Christian rock and metal. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of it does have a very positive message behind it, which is a nice change of pace. Yeah, you got to like, have your doom and gloom and negative stuff about yep. how the world's gone to shit but then it's also good to listen to like you're head banging yeah and they're saying like keep your head up <laughs> keep head banging you, know, you can thing, do it good things will come your way <laughs> it is nice um I think that segues pretty well into I got a quote from David Ellefson of course of Megadeth fame which is yeah another one like Dave Mustaine. He's Dave a, Mustaine, yeah. He's was he born again? I think he is. Yeah. I think so. Um and he's in Megadeth. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. Um but Dave Ellison was asked about like whether Christianity and metal and rock are incompatible. And I thought he had a pretty good answer to it. So I've got it down. I I've tried to find an audio clip but I couldn't. Um so you'll have to listen to my dulcet tones <laughs> reading out his quote, uh, which is, well, to me, it's real simple. Christianity is just doing God's will and God's will is whatever to thy own self be true. So as long as you're doing what you want to do, you're celebrating God. Yeah. Um, the good Lord, our creator, however you want to define him, has given us unique skills to play a certain role here on in our time on Earth. I think that if you're living out what those skills and gifts are to you, then you're doing God's will. 
To me, it's really that simple. I think religion has complicated that deeply, and I think that has extra steps that aren't necessary. I think any one of us can find our creator in a moment of quiet and silence, and that's usually when you tap into that inner strength and inner resource. I'm just going to add a caveat. Moment of quiet and silence is difficult to find in rock and metal. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I've discovered that resource is ultimately God, because he's the creator of darkness. There's an argument to be made for that. Um, (laughs) If I pick up a guitar, and as loud as it may be or may not be, whatever comes out is probably God's will and gift for me. So that's a Christian's view on it, which I think is fair enough, you know. Going back from when I was religious, I was raised religious, kind of. Mum and dad really weren't that into it, but we just did it because small town. (laughs) Um, And then I started racing motocross, and that became much more important. Which I was happy that about. became your religion yeah <laughs> um, but for going back from you know when I did Sunday school and shit like that God created heaven and hell and light and the dark so he's got a point like if you're a practicing Christian and your skill happens to be like a songwriter that writes metal and you write about the dark side of shit you can view that as God's way of working through you I guess yeah and I, I imagine the only the only prerequisite would be that you're not singing about you're not anti-religious yeah you're not worshipping Satan or something yeah. like that which if you're a Christian to begin with you're not going to write that exactly stuff. you're going to leave that to heathens like us yeah <laughs> but the thing you said about uh, God what was it God creating darkness yes um, so God is to blame for all the black metal yeah there we go which I guess you could argue that too because they do sing about being soldiers of Satan yeah, God created everything. Yeah. God did create Satan. I remember that much. He cast him out of the kingdom of heaven and he created hell. Because he was just too cool. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to upset somebody. Oh, we are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another little bit that I'll tag on from Alifson was... Alifson was asked if Megadeth will incorporate its Christianity into its songwriting... And this, I think, is like the important little bit to tack on the end. Alfson said, You can be a person who has faith and be principled and have an obedience to creator and not have everything you say or do be a praise or worship song. Which is what we were talking about before. A lot of these, when you search Christian metal acts, a lot of them aren't worship acts. They're just a group of Christians yeah. playing metal. And to me, like when you add it all up, it just sounds like those those crusty old pastors they just they hear loud music and they don't like it yeah which pretty like, much you, you don't like a genre of music fine but don't say it's the devil's work no that's that it it's out to get you that's what these guys are like everything they don't like is the devil's work yeah and it's like specifically designed to come and get them yeah yeah everyone's out to get them yeah which is a common thread among amphetamine addicts but anyway <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's our take on Christianity and metal. If you're a Christian and you want to play metal, go for it. There's a space for it. Yeah, and if, like, no one's going to shut you out if you sing, I love God, I love Jesus. Because if they, well, like, Nurgle might. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, if this, if the majority of musicians and music lovers... If we like the sound of it... We'll listen to it. We like the sound of it. Yeah. said, so I've been listening to The Showdown for years now. Yeah. Only two albums, but... 
I don't know if they've released more. I'm not that big a fan to keep track, but there's two albums that they have that I enjoy listening to. They're cool. And you're an atheist. Yeah. P- possibly anti-theist. <laughs> oh, no, I walk a thin line. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I kidding? I don't walk anywhere. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I am. I'm definitely not religious, but I think it has its place. And if you want to listen to it, go for it. If you want to write it, go for it. Yeah. Took us 25 minutes to say that. <laughs> Just pretty much what all of our... Um, talking on crank segments come down to <laughs> yeah you better <laughs> 25 minutes of saying nothing <laughs> but y'all are listening so who cares yeah the viewership keeps going up so yeah. we could be doing something right that's it um but yeah go to also I wrote down a quick list of bands that I listened to that were pretty fucking cool um Signum Regis Phineas could be Phineas could be Fine ass. Fine ass. Fine ass. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Destroy the Runner, Demon Hunter, The Showdown, of course, and War of Ages. They were all pretty cool. Yeah, and then go try out Striper. Check out Striper if you want to like yeah. relive the coke fueled days of the eighties. <laughs> yeah, try out POD as I lay dying, Messiah yeah. Prophet, Leviticus Saint, and go all the way back to Larry Norman and see what you like. Go check out some Jesus music. <laughs> yeah. Not white music, <laughs> Jesus music. <laughs> and on that note, we'll be back. We'll be back to review Accept. Accept. And then go and form our cover band, Accept. <laughs> it's a weird laugh to end out. It is now time to... Crank up the jams. Crank <laughs> up the jams. <laughs> <laughs> that's not making it to the blooper reel. That is staying in, yeah, that's staying the, in the episode. <laughs> I don't know if you said it on air, but yeah, he's doing a blooper reel. I am. I'm collecting all this shit. Every single mix I've made has a little separate thing down the bottom where all the shit's been cut. And I'm waiting till it gets to like a listenable length. And it's hitting Spotify. Oh, it's going to be great. It'll be... There is some fucking shit in there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Accept have released a new album just recently. It's like January... Yeah, it's written right there in front of me. <clears throat> Too Mean to Die was released January 26th through Nuclear Blast Records. Yes, it was. And it was Accept. A bull. Uh, Barely. (laughs) (laughs) And that's our review. Thank you for coming. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, look, we don't have too much to say. No, it... Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for the contribution. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I had... Is that it? The Simpsons. Perfectly cromulent album. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's um, I don't know. I haven't really heard them before. I knew of them. I knew of their existence. I've probably heard one or two songs when I've been out drinking with mates and shit like that. Yeah. Um, but never really sat down and listened to them, and they didn't blow my socks off. No, I found it to be quite uh 
like you said before, stock standard. Yeah. And yeah. just bland. Yeah. Like it wasn't a bad album. We don't no. think they're a, a bad group. No. They're obviously talented musicians. They know what they're doing. They play better than we do. Yeah. Um, but nothing enthralled me. No. Nothing went pop. There wasn't a hook. No. No, there wasn't. Um, it was... I'll start off with the things that I liked. There were some really cool riffs in there. Um, some cool solos. I liked it when he did his high-pitched scream. Yeah. But he didn't do it anywhere near enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Like... Yeah. It's... And orally, just... The mixing on it. Just modern drums, modern guitars, modern vocals. Just... Yeah. It's just an album. It is just an album. Um, also found it to be a little bit long. Maybe because yeah. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't find it to be too long. Okay. I thought it was uh, well-paced. Yep. Um, I did find that, like, from one song to the other, it was just a matter of, yeah, that's all right. Yep. Yeah, there was a lot of that. Um, there was, like, one song on there that I liked, and that was purely because it was in Symphony of Pain. They had that little nod, to, and I can't for the life of me think of the, the song. There's, like, that classical song that they play, like, a 10-second uh, yeah, yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't for the life of me remember the name of the fucking song. And there's someone out there that listens to classical music being like, Oh, I, I order. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was really fucking cool. And they just incorporated it into the bridge and it was... That was really cool. But there were very few moments like that. Yeah, and there weren't too many... Like, there was a few transitions here and there. Yeah. And a couple of times where I went, Oh, that's nice. I yep. like that. I like where they've gone with this song, but... For the majority of it, it was just verse, chorus, verse, solo, let's get out of here. Yep. And my God, the lyrics. Oh, the lyrics. Yeah. I said to you before when we were out in the kitchen, um, because we do actually exist in other parts of the world (laughs) sometimes, (laughs) Um, the lyrics reminded me of what maybe like a 14 year old metalhead would have written yeah um very stock standard it was just like they were going through the paces yep like I didn't feel any inspiration to no and there was massive lack of like vocal melody as well yeah it was just sort of talk singing so occasionally he'd do his like real high pitched screams. I'm like, yeah, fucking get into it. And then he'd stop and he wouldn't do it again for like another four songs. Yeah. I'm like, you've got something there, use it. Yeah, and I, I also felt like uh, they're very anthemic. Yep. Which I do enjoy. Yep. But you can like you can be anthemic, but if you don't have the hook, it just falls flat. Yeah. Yep. And I don't know if it brought anything that previous albums haven't brought already I went back and had a listen to not full albums but like song I listened to a couple of songs off each of their back catalogue yeah uh, they did. They haven't evolved haven't brought anything new to the game yeah maybe just because I looked at it at just a surface level that I didn't find anything maybe people that have listened to every album and love them can look at this album and go hey they've done this and this and this is different and it's a new sound for them yeah but I couldn't hear anything different so, meh. 
Because I've heard some of their back catalogue. Yep. And there's, you know, one or two songs on every album that I like. But yeah, I didn't see them. And, you know, like... Okay, we reviewed ACDC. Yep. And we said that was a, a, a cool album. Yeah. Not a world beater, but a cool album. Yep. Um, but they just had a knack. ACDC have this knack of writing songs that really pull you in. Yeah. And they... They have their hooks. Yep. They're really good at their hooks, whereas I feel like Accept are lacking in that department. Yeah. Yep, like for the, sure. ACDC, to me, are a, a, a great band for writing songs, Accept are just a good band. They're a good band. Yeah, look, they're probably better than your average pub band. Oh, yeah. But they're not, you know, to put them in the same boat kind of thing, they're not a Maiden yeah. or an ACDC or testament or anything like from that similar era they just don't have what it takes um well I mean they do have what it takes they've proved that they've got like 10 albums and I think they do this professionally <laughs> yeah they've obviously, they've obviously got something there they yeah. just aren't it was like they wrote these songs and went yeah that'll do yeah yeah yes don't, don't feel the inspiration yeah it sort of came across like shit we haven't done one in a few years Maybe we should. Yeah, let's just like you know stay in the the metal. Yeah, remind people that we're still out here. We're still here. Yeah, and our fans, which already exist, will buy this. Yeah, but I don't see them ever winning over anybody new. I don't think so. And when I listened to the Undertaker, I remembered that like I think Undertaker dropped a while ago because I remember getting it recommended to me by YouTube. Yeah, I'm like, oh, what's this? I'll check it out, and got like to the first chorus and clicked out of it. Yeah, no, I remember, yeah, a song of theirs dropped on YouTube like some time ago, like six months ago or something yeah. like that. And I listened to it and just went, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it was The Undertaker. Okay. And I just, yeah, I got to like the first chorus. I'm like, this is not doing anything for me. It's late and I should go to bed. <laughs> and then you stayed up playing Assassin's Creed for yeah. two hours. <laughs> Except it wasn't out yet, so I'm pretty sure I just fell into a YouTube hole. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Just like this album didn't bring a lot, I've got nothing else more to say about it. Yeah, let's go to the scores. Yeah. <laughs> I should give it more energy than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been given more energy than accept. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so what we got, I'll go first. Yep. Because mine's just above yours. Yep. So, starting at the bottom, nothing got into Grab Another Beer. Because no, nothing true. nothing was bad. Yep. But nothing was great. great. Yeah. So, Sucks to Be You got a four. No One's Master, Overnight Sensation got fives. Symphony of Pain, The Undertaker, and Too Mean to Die got six. Samson and Delilah, How Do We Sleep, and Zombie Apocalypse got seven. And then the two songs that I do like, Not My Problem and The Best Is Yet To Come, got eight. So just crept in to crank it. Yeah, they just... Just. There, there's the the impetus is there. Yep. For them to, like, really... Oh, yeah, they've got something. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if they've done it before or they're yet to hit it, but they've got something. Mine were fairly similar. Um... Again, nothing in Grab Another Beer. It's pretty much all but one is Gather Around the Stereo. Yeah. So, Overnight Sensation got four. Samson and Delilah, The Undertaker, and Too Mean to Die got five. How we sl- how Do We Sleep, No One's Master, and Zombie Apocalypse got six. 
Not my problem. The best is yet to come. It sucks to be you. Got seven. And then just sneaking in to crank it was Symphony of Pain. And that was purely because I had that little nod to that classical song. Yeah, I did like that. That yeah. was cool. Um, Symphony of Pain got eight. If they didn't do that, it would have been another seven. Yeah. But that was the one thing I remember I was listening to the album we're putting together a shoe rack. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the only thing that made me stop and go, oh shit, that's cool. And they did it for like 10 seconds. Yeah. I was listening to it yesterday, just doing some work on the computer. Yep. And the whole time I'm working on the computer. Just, and I didn't, normally when we do these reviews, I've got the inspiration to go, oh, I'll write that down. Yep. Oh, they did something here. Yeah. They've got this, they've got that. And I'm just listening to it and I went, oh, that's all right. Yeah. It's just an album. It's just another album. Yeah. And that was almost the impression I got with the latest ACDC album. That yeah. they've got those songwriting chops. Yeah. Just drag you in and make you, make you go, oh, I like that bit there. Yeah. I'm not an ACDC fan and there was a couple of those things that I'm like, oh shit, that's cool. Yeah. So that's that's the magic of ACDC. Yeah. You can not like them that much and still get sucked into it. And that's what I get out of uh, some of the metal stuff we've listened to, which I don't yeah. normally partake in. Yep. Yeah. Just a little like that. I've forgotten where it is on that Lamb of God album, but that snare where he just goes bang, bang, bang. Yeah. It's like, holy shit. That's yep. awesome. That is very cool. Um, but there was nothing like that on this except for that little 10 second snippet in Symphony of Pain. Yeah. So, I don't know, overall like a six. Yeah, I give it a six as well because I don't want to go. I don't want to go too low and say it's bad because it's yeah, not bad. It's not bad. It's just not good. But yeah, just six. Yeah, it just came and went. And you can probably hear it in our voices. We do not sound inspired <laughs> to do this review. <laughs> we're not, we're very lackluster about this. Yeah. So, and it's not just because it's 150 degrees Celsius in this room <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, and that's crank up the jam for this episode. Crank up the jams. We have to do like instead of the just the guitar transitions, we have to in do actual transitions <laughs> into the next segment. And it's gotta be me going, crank up the jams. Yes. <laughs> Alright. We'll see you on the other side. Yeah. For what do you got for this one? Uh what the hell are we doing? What's the next segment? I've totally like forgotten what we do next. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that segment that we've been doing for 13 episodes. <laughs> we'll be back for Crank Live. Yes, right. <laughs> That's what we're doing for it. I was waiting for it to be like, Crank Live the Jams. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um, so, we'll be back for Crank Live Stream. We're super synchronized on that when you give me the heads up. Yeah, we're back. We're back. We were back before, but something is now going to be in the blooper reel. Yep. <laughs> and it's good. It is. It's probably the longest thing that I'll put in the blooper reel, but you guys will hear that later. I don't have a time window for how long this is going to take to come out, but it's coming. We could do like a pseudo when we get to episode 25, do the 25th anniversary <laughs> and put it out there. Put it out of blue for real. Yeah. I reckon I'm probably going to collect like 20 minutes worth of shit and release one and then start collecting again. Yep. 
So there'll be regular air quotes um, releases. <laughs> anyway, time for crank live streams, <laughs> and um, a live show of Pearl Jam from 2018 is available from streaming from February 12th through February 16th. The set list consists of 37 songs. They must play for like two and a half hours. They must. Yeah. You'd be tired after that. Tickets are available through nugs.net. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Best website ever. <laughs> also, Silverstein have a three-part stream titled Out of This World. The first took place on February 6th. The second will take place on February 13th. And I don't know if this will be out at that point. So, I don't know. It should be. And the third will be on February 20th. You can get your tickets at silversteinstore.com. That is a tongue twister. That is. To celebrate Losar, the Tibetan New Year, the Tibet House US are hosting their 34th annual benefit concert on February 17th. The lineup includes Eddie Vedder, Patti Smith, Iggy Pop, and Flaming Lips, amongst others. And tickets are available for purchase through boxoffice.mandolin.com. You have no idea how hard that was for him. <laughs> it was like eight attempts at that. Yeah. <sighs> and then lastly, Cradle of Filth will stream a live show from the St. Mary's Church in London. <laughs> Interesting location. <laughs> on February 20th. Tickets are on sale through cradleoffilth.veeps.com. Yeah, how the hell did that get organized? Hey, they like maybe it's like the Sanctuary Rock and Roll Refuge. Maybe. Maybe they're just cool with it. Maybe. Good on St. Mary's Church. Yeah, getting right into the things you shouldn't get into. Doesn't make any sense, but whatever, go for it. Yeah. I imagine the acoustics would be fucking good. Yeah, I imagine. That's probably why they... Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> that was Crank Live Streams. And moving on to everybody's favourite... The Crank Personal Playlist. Yeah. Woo! Um, so I've gone from like my punkish feel in the last episode to more, much more of a thrashy feel. Yeah. With an acoustic edge. <laughs> Work that out without me telling you the <laughs> Um, Start off with Silosis. They're like a modern thrash metal band. They're pretty fucking cool. Um, pretty heavy. Anyway. Uh, one of their older albums, Conclusion of an Age. Check out After Lifeless Years, Conclusion of an Age, and Oath of Silence. Forewarning, he hasn't taken an Oath of Silence for that song. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Yeah. Just in case you were waiting for like three and a half minutes of silence. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Um, good and, song there. And they came back with later albums as well. <laughs> so they didn't really hold that oath at all. <laughs> Would not make a good monk. <laughs> <laughs> Um, from a modern metal band to an old metal band, Creator. 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 Because that's how it's spelled. Creator. That's how it's spelled. <laughs> um, another one of their older albums, well, from 2005. Yeah. <laughs> what was that, like 16 years ago now? Yeah, that's old enough. Yeah. Um, Enemy of God. Check out Enemy of God, Impossible Brutality, and Voices of the Dead. Nice. And now for something completely different. Yeah. Yeah. That acoustic edge coming in. <laughs> that acoustic edge. Uh, Eric Mongrain, who Eric is... Eric Mongrain. <laughs> That's how it's spelled. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do believe he's an... Acu- uh, 
No, he's definitely an acoustic musician. I do believe he's Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe he's a musician. Something gives me the impression of the fact that he writes and records music. Um, yeah, uh, Eric Mongrain, I believe he's Canadian. He's like a, one of those modern percussive acoustic guitarists. Very, very cool shit. Um, not one particular album, because he's just on a playlist that I listen to of acoustic musicians while I'm studying. Yeah. Um, but check out Equilibrium especially, fucking mint piece of music, um, A Ripple Effect, and Fearless. Yeah, you were playing to the, that to me earlier, and I thought, yeah, i got to do it. It's pretty fucking Go cool. and just quickly add this guy to my list yeah. and try him out. <laughs> he, he's pretty fucking awesome. All right, what am I been listening to? Well, thank you for asking. <laughs> so, to celebrate Iron Maiden getting as close to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as they ever will... <laughs> I went back and listened to my very favourite Iron Maiden album, Power Slave. It's such a good album. It is, it's really good. Check out the opening one-two punch of Ace is High in Two Minutes to Midnight, and then also check out Back in the Village. Great. Just... Mm. I was going to put down uh, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, but oh. we don't all have the 15 minutes. If metal's not your thing, you can always check out a bit of blues with the Jeff Healy band. I don't... I can't remember what the album's called. Uh, he's only got so many albums, don't worry about it. <laughs> Check out Confidence Man, My Little Girl, and River of No Return. I'm pretty sure that's the first three tracks. But yeah, no. Nice. They're just that good. <laughs> yep. And then lastly, Jethro Tull. Oh. And my favorite album by them, Christopher Nave. Check out Steel Monkey, Farm on the Freeway, and Part of the Machine. Haven't heard Jethro Tull for that fucking long. Some, like, some of their stuff is like so good. Yeah. The musicianship is amazing. And then sometimes... You hear songs about pixies and fairies and <laughs> crap like that, and just go, "What the fuck is this shit?" Yeah, they have some odd stuff. They do. Very cool. Yeah, nonetheless. Now, before we just wrap things up, we have a small announcement of something else that we're not going to be doing anymore. Yep. Which is the uh, playlists on Spotify. Yes. Because life is just too hectic at the moment. Yeah. And it does actually take. A decent amount of time. It does. It's a bit of faffing around. And uh, let's be honest, if you guys want to listen to something in particular, you're going to just search that up on your preferred streaming yeah. site or YouTube, which is a preferred streaming site. <laughs> so, yeah, we're killing that. Or oh, we're just lazy, you know. Yeah, another thing that we're also not doing anymore is just editing. Yeah, um, we just can't be fucked. Yeah, we're just going to upload this raw. And the other thing we're not going to be doing anymore is recording. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it doesn't bring anything to the table. Yeah, it's just a, a waste of energy. Yeah. I don't see any results from it. No, I think this could be just as good without recording. Yeah. Yeah. So all we're going to do now is just sit out the front and talk to each other. <laughs> oh, that's the other thing we're not going to be doing anymore. I'm not coming around. So right, So yep. I'll have to call you up. Yep. Uh, but that's another thing I'm not doing anymore is using a phone. Uh, yeah, they're man, just like yeah, it's just it's, it's hassle. Got so many other important things going yeah, on. They're heavy. You got to carry them around. You have to charge the fucking thing. And then when somebody calls, you have to like swipe to answer. Yeah, it's just ah, the thumb movement. Who the fuck has time? So yeah, that's the other thing I'm going to stop doing <laughs> is I'm not going to talk anymore. Right? No, of course. Who would? <laughs> Who's got time to talk? <laughs> And as we claw our way back from the fucking weeds. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
But yeah, in all seriousness, we're not doing the playlist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the other thing I'm not doing anymore, is I'm just not going to exist anymore. Well, I mean, you're the voice of God. You never did in the first place. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm not making that up. Ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what are we doing next episode? Next episode, this is something we're doing now. Yeah. He's telling you what album we're going to review. Because we got a little bit more organised. Yeah. Yeah, this is yeah. something that we, it only took us 13 episodes. I think we might have let out one or two in the past. But next episode, we're going to review Medicine at Midnight from the Foo Fighters. Album number 10. Album number 10. We want to go in a more just generalised rock, commercial rock direction. Yeah, check it out. We've, gone, we've done a lot of metal. Yeah. We've done a lot of not-so-commercial rock. And this one apparently is very commercial because it's the way they wanted to go. Yeah, good for them. Yeah. We'll also be looking at, for talking on Crank, we will be finishing this sentence somehow. (laughs) (laughs) For talking on Crank, we are covering Metal's Midlife Crisis. We'll be celebrating the originators of Metal. We'll be discussing where Metal's headed. Yeah. Um basically having a look at the older bands the newer bands and sort of discussing what happens when the older bands finish up yeah because it's gonna happen it will like uh, metal's basically 50 now yeah um you know thereabouts don't someone go it started in march of 1968 so they're exactly no yeah (laughs) (laughs) they're it's about 50 if you combine all the originators together you get an average of 50 years old fucking fight me (laughs) Sorry, that got quite aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're going to have a look at who started it, what they're still doing, what the young bloods are doing, and just an overall look of metal, which seems like a brilliant episode to review a rock album. <laughs> yeah, now that you mention it. We're just a podcast full of anomalies. <laughs> well, it's a rock metal podcast. There we go. We meant it. So fucking fight me. Yeah, fight him. <laughs> and of course, we'll have the usual Crank News Bulletin. What's cranking? Crank Live. Streams. And the Crank Personal Playlist. Because no episode is complete without the boring filler stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, where might you find us? I love how we got this thing going now, but funny you should ask me. <laughs> You can check out Crank on Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Blueberry, and Amazon Music. (laughs) (laughs) I reckon it's the heat. I reckon it must (laughs) be. Because it's so fucking hot in here. It's fuck. I'm just a sweaty mess right now, and apparently my brain's cooking. (laughs) (laughs) Of course... None of this would be possible without Launchpad DM from the Wizards at Podcast One up in their wizardy tower of wizardness. <laughs> Thank you, magical wizards who work in the podcasting industry. Very specific way to use your magic, but we appreciate it nonetheless. Say you were perusing Instagram. Yeah. Like you just, you like just, I know nobody goes on Instagram anymore, but just say that you were, 
what might you look up to find us? Well, I don't know, but if you were to type in Planet Airwaves podcast, you might just come across a, an Instagram page that we don't maintain. <laughs> we probably should. <laughs> I mean, you also might not, but you might. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, if they were on Facebooks. <laughs> What, 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 do you re- what do you reckon we would be on Faceballs? I reckon... Now, this is just a stab in the fucking dark. Yeah. It might be Planet Airwaves. I think you may be right. I just seem it to have... Like it a, might not be. I don't know. I have a memory of there being something like... Something about the internet and Faceballs. Yeah, I don't know. something about that. Don't sue a smoog from Mighty Car Mods for me ripping off Faceball. Oh, is that from something <laughs> else, is yeah, it? Yeah, I think that's probably why I brought it up today. <laughs> yeah. I watched Mighty Car Mods this morning. <laughs> Thank you, Mighty Car Mods. We're ripping your stuff off. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we do have a website with an obnoxiously long name. We do. What might it be? Well, you know, grab out your pen and pad mm. because you're going to need to write this one down. And warm your wrist up. <laughs> Check out planetairwaves.wixsite.com forward slash planetairwaves. And we finally did it. We got to the end. We got to the end. <laughs> it's been a fucking train wreck, but we got to the end. Well, apparently that's it from us. <laughs> We're just going to stop talking. Oh, we should have had a break. <laughs> oh, we had fun. We did. This, this one has been a lot of fun. Um... I think we both have heat stroke because uh, of it. Yeah. But worthy sacrifice to make. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to resume the next episode in winter. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the two weeks. <laughs> Fuck the month. <laughs> we'll be back in two seasons. There we go. <laughs> we, we, like, we can meet that schedule. Definitely. No, we can't. No, we can't. That's too much. All right. <laughs> Okay, like, until next time, I am the voice of God. He is the man only known as Pado. And if you want to, you know, bang your head around, don't forget to pick up your strummy black guitars. <laughs> <laughs>